This episode is brought to you by Odd Mo's Pizza in Canby. Handmade awesome pizza plus craft beer, wine, and cider delivered. Order today at 503-263-8444 or visit them online at oddmoes.com. This episode is also brought to you by Canby Foursquare Church. Since 1978, a place to grow, connect, and serve. Sunday services on campus and online at 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. Learn more at canbyfoursquare.com. Welcome to Now Hear This Candy, your source for news. The threat of a possible teacher strike was avoided this week. There's a new irresistibly cute creature winning over fans, and its name is Scootaloo. Sports? It's like Lucy in the football. You want to kick a field goal, but they take it away from you. We had to learn how to win. Mm-hmm. Goal can't be in the last second of the game! And interesting conversations. Because I'm one of the strongest girls ever, and I know that for a fact. <laughs> I just really enjoy writing gossip as if I was a bear. <laughs> With an old maid daughter that make the best moonshine in the coast. <laughs> if it would have hit me in the face, I think I would have died. I really do. It, it, it... I guarantee you would have died, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Welcome to Now Hear This Canby Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm Tyler Clawson, and this is what's happening this week in our community. A Canby City Council meeting was abruptly canceled last week, and some of the city's top administrators are on personal leave amid claims from the city attorney that the mayor and council may have violated public meeting laws, employment requirements, and other ethical responsibilities of elected officials. The bombshell allegations came from a March 9th letter from Canby City Attorney and the Canby City Council, which was provided to the Canby Current. Lindsay has been with the city for 11 years. Among other concerns, the letter discusses a February 15th council meeting and subsequent executive session, which involved the mayor, council and city administrator scott archer the original meeting agenda said the executive session was to review and evaluate the employment related performance of archer but it went far beyond that also involving alleged complaints and accusations of poor performance against lindsay and other manager level city employees at the meeting one council member presented a document purported to be a series of complaints from city staff most of them anonymous about Lindsay, Archer, and other managers. These statements themselves were compiled outside of executive session, so they actually aren't privileged at all. Lindsay wrote in the March 9th letter, in fact, these are public records, cannot be manipulated or destroyed, and must be made available for the public. Therefore, any misstatements in them are defamatory will be retained for at least a five-year period and can be viewed by anyone. I understand this is material made untrue and harmful claims about me, along with Scott Archer and other City of Canby employees. Lindsay said the materials and discussion during the executive session are also involved his wife and family members who own a business in Canby. This clearly and drastically falls outside of the scope of evaluating Scott Archer, Lindsay said. It should go without saying that defamation is legally actionable, and those who compile it, copy it, and further disseminate it can be sued for damages. It is also not protected behavior. The executive session violated several provisions of Oregon law and ethics, according to the city attorney. What has transpired here is not kind or fair to the two actual employees that you owe employment rights to, Lindsay alleged. You basically set out to surreptitiously maximize harm to us, holding a secret meeting after running a wholly incomplete and unfair quasi-investigation, creating permanent, untrue records before even giving either employee a chance to respond or even reaching out to anyone other than those disgruntled few to try and get it correct. Plus, you allowed this to happen around personal matters ones that we have our hands tied from talking about, and ones that are outside your purview. 
In addition to the claims of public meetings law violations, Lindsay's letter accuses newly elected city councilor Jim Davis, who is also the longtime chief of the Canby Fire District, of crossing ethical boundaries by advocating for city funds or resources to be awarded to the Fire District while serving in his team roles. Lindsay claims Davis has privately pressured Archer on more than one occasion to approve a sublease between the Fire District and a third company at the district's north side station, which is on land the city owns and leased to Canby Fire District for $1. Fire Chief Davis may ethically ask for this, but Councillor Davis cannot, Lindsay wrote, and he cannot separate his dual role and cannot ethically misuse his position as Councillor to put pressure on Scott or the Council to benefit himself or his employer. He also alleges Davis behaved unethically by encouraging Archer to support the Canby Fire District's request for American Rescue Plan Act, ARPA, funds controlled by the city, which would be used to purchase new radios and reimburse the district for the installation of new water lines at the Northside Station. Reached this week, Davis was adamant that he had not participated in any votes that involved a conflict of interest. He said he had also asked Bob Blackmore, the attorney for Canby Fire District, to review the documents in question, with his opinion being that Davis's behavior was neither legally nor ethically in question. It is my legal opinion that there is no liability exposure for Canby Fire arising from your actions as an elected member of the city council, Blackmore wrote to Davis. It is appropriate for any elected official to have a constituency, and by virtue of your position as fire chief, it is reasonable to assume that the relationship of the city to the provision of fire and emergency services would be of interest. Davis said that out of an abundance of caution, when and if a vote came before him that involved the Canby Fire District, he does plan to abstain as long as he is employed by the agency. I represent the issue, say at a work session or something like that, but when the time came to vote on it, I would abstain as long as I'm the fire chief, he said. However, he added, that would change after his retirement, which is planned for this summer. Once I'm not the fire chief, I'm a private citizen, he said. Both Lindsay and Archer expressed concerns that an executive session with a subject matter notice identical to the one held on February 15th was on the agenda for March 15th, and they urged the mayor to consider postponing it until these matters could be further investigated or resolved. Instead, the entire meeting was canceled, which Mayor Brian Hodson explained was due to the absence of several key staff members, including Lindsay, who wrote that he would be on protected leave for several weeks due to a serious medical condition exacerbated by stress related to this situation. Archer and other high-ranking city officials were also on leave last week for unspecified periods of time, though the city administrator is still checking and responding to email. Hodson told Now Hear This Can Be this week that he and the council have waited to be respectful for staff needs. He declined to comment on the specifics of Lindsay's letter. The council will convene soon and we'll figure out what legal representation we need to line up so the city can continue to move forward, Hodson said. We have some contracts and some important ordinances that need to be considered. Our goal has always been to work with staff to move things forward for the city. He also praised city staff for their service to the community. I know that when there are leadership positions that are out, it can be a challenge, he said. We have a lot of really great staff at City Hall and in public works and other departments that are stepping up, and I really do appreciate that they are keeping the city of Canby moving. The Oregon Government Ethics Commission is currently in the preliminary stages of investigating possible public meetings violation of law related to the February 15th session, with the agency confirming this week that it had received two complaints about the meeting. In accordance with state policy, the complaints were filed by councillors Chris Bangs and Jason Padden, who self-reported their own involvement 
in the possible violation. Cases are initially opened in preliminary review, which is a 60-day period where the investigator gathers the information from the public officials involved and any other available sources and drafts a report recommending either that the matter be dismissed or that a full investigation be opened. Canby High School students on Wednesday voiced their opposition to recent action by the district to pull more than 35 books from library shelves pending an in-depth review of the materials by a committee this summer. Around 50 students participated in the protest during lunch Wednesday, carrying signs bearing slogans such as, Educate, Not Indoctrinate, I Have the Right to Read, and Trans Lives Are Not Pornographic. We're a small town, it's something that's happening here, but it's not just affecting us, Canby High School senior Avery Kanonen said during the protest. If we can make a statement and stand against this and try and combat it, that's really important to me. The whole point of education is to learn and grow through knowledge, agreed Jason Hupp, also a senior at CHS. I'm worried we're not going to get a chance if we sit back and let this happen. The students held signs with slogans such as book banning is fear and ignorance, reading opens hearts, and educate not indoctrinate at the lunchtime protest outside the school. The demonstration was in response to Canby school officials' decision to pull 36 books from the middle and high school library shelves earlier this month at the request of two community members who cited sexual content, violence, profanity, drinking and drug use, promiscuity, and nudity among the reasons for reconsideration. In almost every case, the two noted that they had not read the materials they were asking to be reviewed, saying that they had read only portions of the material or relied on online reviews. I read a few pages, and that was enough to know it should not be available in K-12 public school libraries, district parent Nicole Cole said in her request for Milk and Honey, a book of poetry to be reconsidered. I do not enjoy pornography, so I did not read the entire item. Adults can make that decision. Minors should not. The list of removed books includes a popular fantasy series, books about young people about coping with sexual assault or drug addiction, or who identify as LGBTQ, and classic award-winning novels, some of which have been on Canby High School's shelves for decades. Many of the titles frequently appear on lists of the most banned books in school libraries across the country, with common complaints being their discussions or depictions of drug use, sexual activity, violence, and abuse. Many of them are also about or written by Black, Latino, LGBTQ, or similarly underrepresented authors, but all but six of the authors on the list were women. The majority of titles requested for consideration came from a list of 31 books filed by district parent Leslie Paradis, who also submitted separate forms of two additional titles. Cole asked for six titles to be reviewed, four of which were duplicates of books submitted by Paradis. Upon extensive review of the attached books, I have found them to contain an extensive amount of explicitly mature sexual content, sexual violence, descriptions of rape, incest, and assault, Paradis wrote. Studies show exposure during adolescence to sexually explicit materials is associated to risky sexual behavior through adulthood. Studies also show exposure to sexual violence reduces empathy. 
Kids already cuss and know about sex, Paradis wrote in her request for reconsideration of Here Stopper Volume 2 by Alice Osmond, the only title she indicated she had read in its entirety. They do not need to be taught about it at school and to normalize it. They are minors. This is not instructional. It's purely pleasure. Reached last week, Canby School District Director of Communications Kristen Wallers made clear that the books were not removed from high school and middle school libraries, but temporarily pulled pending reconsideration. The district does not have a policy that is specific to reconsidering library books, so these reviews instead fall under the procedure allowing families or community members to express concerns about classroom curricula or any materials used by the district. The policy does not require the materials to be removed from school use while they are under review and in fact allows that they might still be in use in classrooms with the permission of the superintendent or principal. But Wallers said the general practice has been to pull the books. The procedure does leave room for discretion and specifically regarding our library process materials are pulled for reconsideration when a request is made, she said. Based on the number of titles that have been requested for reconsideration, Wallers estimated the review will not happen until this summer. For a complete list of the titles requested for reconsideration, find this story on our website at canbefirst.com. Cougar Country Hometown Sports Coverage is brought to you by Rife and Hunsaker PC. When you need an attorney, call the firm Cambius Trusted for over 50 years. Call them today at 503-266-3456. For the latest sports news, follow us on Twitter at Cougar Country or an Instagram at Cougar Country Pod. Camby High School is once again at the pinnacle of the dancing world after capturing first place in both the show and 5A traditional categories at the Oregon State Dance Drill Championships at the Salem Pavilion Friday night. The team won the state show championship for five years straight from 2015 to 2019, but their run for a sixth consecutive title was derailed by the COVID-19 pandemic and was ultimately lost in 2022 when the Cougs finished third in the state finals due to a penalty. But the Cougars dance team was on a mission this year, and they would not be denied. What an incredible night for this team. These dancers and their families, head coach Jen Chappie said afterwards. Every team puts in so much work and effort behind the scenes to get to this day. And to see our hard work come together in such a beautiful way is so exhilarating. Chaffee admits the team felt the pressure to return to glory in 2023 after last year's disappointing results, which she feels helped motivated and challenged them throughout the season. We focused on this team and these routines and stayed the course, she said. And they certainly did, storming through the winter season with an emotionally charged, dazzling showstopper of a routine dubbed Madness. The routine featured a full light show, intricate choreography, and daring lifts and jumps, and scored a 92.06, one of the highest in state history. We asked the seniors in the spring what they wanted to do for state, and they wanted something scary, memorable, and that has never been seen before, Chaffee recalled. Choreographer James Healy found some unique music pieces that had a thriller movie quality to them and started creating. Composer Michael Wall created an original score for the performance, and the team added a stilted version of You Are My Sunshine as the perfect haunting ending song. After 18 years of competing in the show division alone, the OSAA this year pivoted to a category state championship, allowing teams to participate in multiple events. The thinking was, if you could do two, why not try, Chappie said. It ended up being a lot of extra work to put two state championship quality routines together. We had to figure out a lot of new things along the way. It was twice the work, and now it's twice the reward, and that feels amazing. 
The traditional category is a modern or contemporary style, and this is an area of strength for our team. We are the 10-time reigning modern champions, and we have won contemporary a few years. It just made sense that we would enter a category that we were confident in. And their confidence was fully validated, as they, with perhaps a tiny sprinkling of luck of the Irish, brought home the gold with not one, but two state titles on St. Patrick's Day. The team's tight, joy-fueled traditional routine was to the tune of the John Denver classic, Annie's Song. Now, the Camby dance team is once again the undisputed number one team in the state, and Chaffee said she couldn't be prouder of her team. Fellow coaches, including Healy and the assistant coach Jenna Jernstorm, and the dance parents and volunteers. It has been an incredible journey this season, she said. Sometimes it felt like madness, and sometimes it felt like a night in a forest. This team loves each other, and we would do it all again tomorrow. But a little break also sounds nice. Natural gas, uh, water lines out to the garage, extra bookshelves from a comic book collection. Hey, Tyler, house hunting, huh? Find one with everything you're looking for? <laughs> I might have. This one has an ideal floor plan and all the utilities set up the way I want. It's perfect. Well, that's great. And the place has the internet service you need as well? Uh, the internet? I, I guess I didn't think to check that. Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. Internet is an important utility just like electricity and water. Before you decide on a home, it's always a good idea to make sure it has access to quality high-speed internet. Okay, but how do I do that? I don't have the time to call around to different providers and see what they offer. Hey, ain't nobody got time for that. All you need is the new Fiber Homes extension for Zillow. It's a simple plug-in for your internet browser that automatically tells you if any real estate listing has a fiber connection and who the provider is. That way, you know even before you schedule a walkthrough if the property supports super fast and reliable speeds. Okay, well that's pretty cool. So how do I get this browser extension thingy? Just visit directlink.coop slash fiberhomes. They have instructions for how to set it up. And the best part, any home in the Canby and Mount Angel areas with a fiber connection is gonna be served by Directlink. So not only do you have access to reliably fast gigabit speeds and amazing local service, but also unlimited data, no hidden fees, and advanced Wi-Fi equipment included with every package. Okay. Oh, oh look, this one does have fiber. Sweet. Hey, I'll be invited to the housewarming party, right? As long as you bring a computer. If you or someone you know is searching for a new home in the area, visit directlink.coop slash fiberhomes to find results that have access to DirectLink's fast, reliable, and secure fiber optic network. So we are out here with Darren Monin at what has to be uh, one of the most unique classrooms at Gamby High School, am I right? Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh, tell us uh, what, what's going on out here. Well, well, tell us what you do um, and, and what's going on out You've been uh, doing a construction class at Gamby High School for a number of years, um, as well as obviously being a professional uh, contractor. Yeah, so I teach the building construction program, yeah. um, and I've done that for the last 19 years. Yeah. Um, and it starts at the school. Mm -hmm. We have building construction one, building construction two, and then three, four, which is this class. So mm -hmm. one and two are back at the school, and you, we learn the basics, just like anything. Learn to read a tape, learn tool identification and safety, materials type, and things like that. And then we learn in one, and then in two, we... I'm condensing this, obviously. Sure. And then in, uh, <laughs> Don't need the full syllabus. <laughs> yeah. And then in two, we learn how to do layout, like how to lay these walls out, mm. and more um, 
things that have to do with coming out here and building this house. And then yeah. three and four, we come out and we work on the house. Yeah, yeah. So we are here. Uh, the The school district owns this property, right? Yeah. So the school district owned all of this property. Yeah. And then it's called the Cougar Run, is what it's normally referred to. This, this area. Is, yeah. It is called the Cougar Run. So they had twenty three lots out here, and so we. I met with our district um and then the school board ultimately this is going back about three or four years yep. ago and said we need lots for this program to, mm-hmm. to uh because they're hard to come by yeah you have this property and then so um that started the ball rolling actually and then they developed this property everything was, this was just a field out here and then they yeah. developed it um to what you see here today and then sold 15 of the lots over there and then we retained this block right here yeah so we have eight lots right here yeah for the program this is the first one this is the first yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and what's the plan uh plan going forward so it takes us two years to do a house mm. and so we'll be working on this one our goal this year is to get this to a roof yeah get a roof on this um you can see we're not cutting out for the windows we want to try to we'll come back that's easy but just like to secure it for the summer yeah it's easiest is to do this yeah um, but we want to get all the way around here, get the interior walls. This wall, our goal is to get it up tomorrow. Mm. Um, and then we'll leave for spring break. When we come back after spring break, we'll come back. We'll sheet this wall yeah. like the others. We'll uh, snap out lines and frame all the interior walls. And yeah. then we'll set up to get the trusses delivered. And we'll put the trusses on and get it roofed. And then we'll walk away for the summer mm. and come back in the fall and open it up and take it from there. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. And then uh, will the house ultimately be sold, or? Yeah. So the way it goes is we get done just like any other, just like any of these builders. Yeah. We compete with those guys over yeah. there. Yeah. So we do, and so yeah. we do. Um, I can walk you through what we do as a class, but we, my program, uh, started in 1972. Mm. Um, I had this class when I was in high school. Here, yeah. Yeah. Back in you know 100 as years a student. Ago. Yeah. As a student. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's one of the only programs like it around. There's a few of them still yeah. left out there, and there's a lot of schools that are trying to, to get them, but we're in a great spot where we have these lots, mm-hmm. and we're close to the school, and a thriving program. We have good <clears throat> good materials and good backing, and yeah, very fortunate, very lucky. Yeah. Um, uh, am I correct that a lot of uh, companies and contractors uh, support this program in various ways, either with... Uh, uh, advice or uh, uh, I don't know services or materials or well, we just... use only insofar as we use local contracts gotcha. you know lo- local folks because yeah. some of which a lot of which have been through the program yeah. over the years right um, right but outside of that nobody really gives us a break yeah. per se gotcha. you know gotcha. we get help and we get people that are that like to work with kids yeah, yeah. that are a little more. Um, you know, kid friendly. Right, right. But it's not like here's a pallet of free lumber or whatever. No, yeah, no, no, no yeah. that never happened. <laughs> so, but we, so we have a separate fund that um, is a, kept at the district. It's outside of our general fund and yeah. it funds this. So yeah. all the goods and services that go into this, whether it be the material you see here or electrical, plumbing, whatever it is, we take out of that fund. Yeah. Um, pay for this stuff and then when we're done we put it on the market they interview realtors mm-hmm. uh, choose a realtor and then sell there you go and so we sell for the same market value as everybody else around incredible here. yeah and then that money goes back into the fund and we do it again yeah yeah very cool yeah um and are the kids because that's kind of a, a interesting lesson as well as far as the economics of it are they kind of involved with that uh, or at least have understanding of that process as well that the, the profits go into materials for the next one and so on? Yeah, that part's easy, and, yeah. uh, and they're aware of that. I, yeah. I for sure let them know. But that, <clears throat> the actual, like, the cost of goods and services and how you go, how you would sort of run a little construction yeah. company uh, um, is more what I try to, I, I have a whole unit that I do in building construction, yeah. uh, too, where we talk about that, like, owning your numbers and knowing what to charge mm. and where that money goes and... Uh, profit and overhead and so on. Yeah. So we try to talk about that and as well as like what the big wide world of construction, what's yeah. out there, opportunities for them. And Yeah, yeah. Um, I'd love to know, uh, uh, because I, as I mentioned, you're a professional contractor and kind of what it's like working with students, having high school students be your crew. Um, it, it's is actually, it a challenge, is it? It's a challenge because <laughs> you just have to remember, the, my biggest problem is I, I uh, 
a lot of times they're afraid to tell you what they don't know. Mm. And so they feel like they should know it or else there's a group of three or four or five of them or something. Right. And, they're like, and they figure somebody amongst them is going to know so they don't want to expose themselves. Yeah. Like, we don't know. And so they'll they'll agree they know. And that can I'll, be dangerous out here. Well, I'll walk away and I'll come back and it's wrong. And so I'm like, <laughs> I, we just talked about it. You said yeah. you knew. But um, <laughs> there's that. But there, um, the willingness for the most part is, is there. Because mm-hmm. you don't get into this class unless you've shown an aptitude. Yeah. Um, and then that you want that you belong out here, really. And so, the, and we we if we don't do it right, we tear it apart. And yeah. I tell the kids all the time because a lot of times getting them to believe in themselves really that this is a good product. Because I've heard them say in the past that you know I wouldn't want to buy a, high, a house that the high school kids work yeah. on. I'm like, why not? Yeah. I mean, I've built lots of houses without high school kids too, and this house is every bit as good as any of. Those ones over there that are built, and, and I'm quite frankly, I, standing out here now, it's indistinct. I mean, there, there's literally no way that you would know that. This well, it's is actually in a lot of ways. It's, <laughs> we have the same standards. We have the yeah. same inspections. Yeah. We have to go to the same quality control. Um, we actually, because we're not in a hurry, yeah. we're not so much for profit. Yeah. We, we need to make a profit. And we will make a profit, but that's not our thrive, you know, like these guys. You, so You know, it kind of reminds me, uh, it's a little bit different, but I've talked to, to uh, restaurant owners and things that, that love to buy, like, the junior livestock auction at the fair because it's high school kids, right? But it's one kid raising one animal and mm-hmm. giving it, like, 100% of attention. So maybe they're not the greatest, you know, breeder yeah. that's ever or most experienced, certainly. Um, animal uh, raiser, um, but they they put a lot of time and love into what they're doing, and I feel like that's happening here as well. Similar, yeah, yeah, yeah it's a good analogy. But then we and then we can we do we, like a little a lot of these houses, you know, they're spec houses, they're yeah. built on speculation, and so the builders got to watch what they spend, mm. and so you can see in some of them. Some, I don't want to point people's houses out, but, yeah, but some things that they, they number four fifty two, yeah, yeah, there's just like some things that you can see in some of these houses, just yeah. to the untrained eye. Really, it's like their patios are smaller, you know. Mm. So, we'll, so we'll pour a great big patio. Like this is a big patio. That whole yeah. thing will be patio. Okay, gotcha. And so. It's basically kind of turnkey. Yeah. When it's done, and so you get a lot of extra stuff in here because we put a lot of extra in. Yeah. Like we'll hardwood floor the entire house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you want that. the kids to learn that as well. Yeah. Yep. And yep. we have the time and the and it's the you know they all get to touch it and they all get to do it. And yeah. So stuff like that. So we're not just trying to you know hurry up and then we're gonna have a bathroom over here. We're just gonna do something simple, kind of save money. Yeah. Or, or uh, we won't wrap all the windows all the way around the house. We'll wrap them all. Yeah. Um, obviously, it wasn't your decision. Uh, it's been, um, uh, you know, as you mentioned, school board and, the, and ultimately the district as a whole uh, that has kept this program. But but you've mentioned that, um, you know, other uh, uh, this is unique uh, and, and rare uh, what we have here in Canby. Why do you think, um, you know, uh, our leaders and in, in our district has recognized the importance of keeping this program over the years? You know, I don't. I don't have an answer to that, honestly, other yeah. than the fact what that... Did, what have you just seen as the value of it and, and um, in your role as... Well, just the obvious, and it's yeah. real-world skills that... Mm. that uh, for a while, there, though, why it made it through those cuts... Yeah. Because we had other... Pro- we had automotive. Back mm. when I went to Canby High School, they had automotive. We yeah, had this class. We had yeah. a ton of vocational stuff. Yeah. Welding and stuff. Those are all gone. Yeah. And so why did the building construction department stay? And it, it's, yeah. I, I don't know. Other yeah. than it's self-funded. Mm. It had its own money. So it right. It might have. It might have. I bet that's a big part of it. it. I bet it is. And it, 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 but then we have a lot of people that uh, that care about this program that are in the community. You know, mm-hmm. some school board members that are you know mm-hmm. have been in here. Yeah. Um, a lot of contractors that went through this program. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people care about it, and it's visual. You can see it. We get yeah. a lot of interest from neighbors and stuff. Yeah. And, and everybody thinks it's a great. You know, that's a great thing for kids to learn. And yeah. a lot. I get contacted by a lot of other school districts over the years I have been anyway that they're trying to start up a program it's mm. really hard yeah. and then trying to find property yeah. if you can imagine like if you're in Portland yeah yeah it's not a possibility no no not at all so. yeah yeah too expensive or are just not even there um the last thing I wanted to ask you is uh, do you who are the kids that uh, take this class? I'm sure it varies, but is it a lot of kids that um, are interested in potentially going into this as a vocation? Hard to know because they're kids, of course. Yeah. Some some will tell you right out that, yeah, I want to be an electrician or I want to do this, something. But yeah. by and large, they're... Um, they're not sure. They like it. They like working they don't with know their how, hands. And, and they don't know. You know, some of them are... They just, they'd rather be out here than in science sure. or something, which is typical. But... Um, 
I see, I run into a lot of them years later, and they've kind of gone different routes, mm-hmm. and then I run into them at the lumberyard or something, and I'm like, what do you have to? And I'm like, yeah. well, I'm in construction. I yeah. had, a, had a former student visit the other day, and he's working. He stopped by, and we had actually a couple of them stopped by the last yeah. couple of cool. weeks, and they're in construction. Yeah. So demographics of our class, I try and get a lot of girls. I can get girls to come into building construction one and two, and then by the time we get to three and four, for some reason, lose they them. don't, yeah, we lose them. I got one in here now. Um, usually I have one or two yeah. um, every year, but I'm constantly trying to up those numbers. We get a lot of, it's just, just like normal, you know, our demographics of the high school. Yeah. Have, you know, from... This class, though, is t- typically juniors and seniors. Yeah. And like it that way. Freshmen and sophomores are the first two, and then right. junior and senior time you come out here. Yeah. A little more maturity. Yeah. And then when you come out, because, one, we're in a neighborhood, and I make a big emphasis of we're, you can't just come in here guns blazing because that person, you don't know what they're doing. You yeah. Know, it's like a little life lesson, too. It's like they might work nights, or they might have a newborn ba- baby, and they don't yeah. want to hear you out here yelling. Yeah. I mean, just keep it down. You know, sure. Come sure. in. No, and, that, that is good <clears> life lesson, yeah. But. Cool. All right. Well, thanks so much, uh, Darren, for uh, talking to us today. Yeah, of course. Tyler, did you know that the Australian lyrebird can mimic any sound that it hears, even chainsaws? No. That's uh, super interesting. Did you know that a baby puffin is called a puffling? Uh, or no. that baby sea otters can't swim, so their moms wrap them up in pieces of kelp until they learn how to paddle. Wait, do you know any trivia that isn't like animal related? Not really, but here's some stuff you may not know about the Wild Hare Saloon, where Camby goes to eat and have fun. Okay. The Wild Hare is one of Camby's longest running locally owned restaurants. Owners Joan and Darren Moden have been in business for 16 years. That's cool. Yeah, heck, you were just a baby back then. I, and, wait, what? and they love to give back. They've been members of the Camby Chamber for that long, and they donate over $20,000 to local sports, FFA programs, and civic organizations each year. Wow, I'm legitimately like caught off. That's cool. Yeah. They also support more than 30 jobs in the community through their award-winning staff, some of them as young as 18. Hey, that's older than you are. Uh, dude, I'm te- I'm 10 months younger than you. With, with the days getting longer and the weather getting warmer, the Canby Wild Hair's expansive outdoor patio is the place to be. Furry friends, welcome. Well, that sounds great. I'm going to go check them out just off of Highway 99E next to the Space Age in Canby at 1656 Beaver Creek Road in Oregon City or on their website at thewildhairsaloon.net. Oh, are you actually recording? Yeah. <laughs> All right, on that ominous note, uh, we are here at the Kimby Music Store hanging out with Brian Haynes. Hello. What are we playing there? It's a baritone guitar. It's one of the new Fender models that we just got. In. We got a new shipment um, of about 20, 25 guitars and amps and whatnot. But a baritone guitar is longer um, scale length and the notes are lower. Yeah. So, as, as you just heard. Yeah, yeah. It, it sounds awesome. Low. Yeah, it does sound really cool, actually. <laughs> I really just ordered it so I could play it. <laughs> <laughs> the truth comes out. <laughs> um, but, yeah, you got a, a, quite a few new products here from the Fender line. Yes. Um, everything, this, you know, more Squires, more Player, more American Series, uh, basses, amps. We got some cool acoustic amps. Uh, yeah. Ones that are battery-powered so you can take them wherever. Yeah. The yeah. whole lineup. Yeah, yeah, and kind of displayed all over the shop, and just you come in and you just see them everywhere. <laughs> uh, I order them, the FedEx delivers them, and then uh, Cody has to figure out where to go. <laughs> awesome. Wash my hands of it. Yes, right, right. <laughs> then it's his problem. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we also have uh, Nathan and Lana from the Camping Music team. Hey, guys, how's it going? Good, how are you? Doing just good, fine. Good, yeah. awesome. Thanks for being on the show again. Um, so obviously you, we wanted to update folks on the Fender thing, but the main thing we're uh, wanting to talk about today was what's going on with the repair uh, side of the right. business. Right, yes. Um, 
We haven't talked about it in a while, but we have, uh, you know, a pretty good repair shop over here. It's been expanding. It's been expanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, not not only do we do more and more instruments, you know, we do the brass and the woodwinds, mm-hmm. um, orchestral, and of course guitars mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff. But um, Lana has become part of the repair team. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, she is the rental fleet manager. So we have basically two sides to repairs. There's repairing customers which would just be a customer uh, coming off the street or uh, schools, like uh, school owners. And then there's our own rental. When you said fleet. repairing customers, my brain went to like, oh, I have a broken leg or I've been shot. Like, <laughs> but it's not that. Yeah, yeah if you got a customer you, know, you need fixing up, you need to fix up that customer. <laughs> Psychological repairs. Uh, Lana, so repair fleet manager. Tell me about that. Congratulations, um, by the way. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, so it was pretty interesting. I wanted to get into repairs, but obviously it's not something that you can just learn overnight. Yeah. Rental um, fleet manager. Yes. I said repairs yes. Too. So it's actually really nice to do the rental fleet because it's easier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, it's just mostly things like cleanings and, um, and whatnot, because those are just kind of simpler, which it helps me build my skills a little bit without yeah. having to dive into the deep end of like soldering and doing full repads and this and that, um, which I am learning, but it is nice to kind of be in charge of my own little thing. Cause yeah. it still feels like I have skills that I nice. can start applying and whatnot um, and just to have my own little niche to be in yeah. charge of. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'm glad that the position kind of fell into the way that it did because uh, I feel like I have my own little things to do where I don't have to ask Nathan, like, what should I do? Yeah. Should I be doing this and that? I right. can just kind of do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I was going to ask, Nathan, is that finally a little bit off of your plate? Oh, uh, it's get been, get it's a little been, backup in your corner? It's been absolutely very nice because, yeah, we get lots of returns. The more we're doing a lot more rentals these days than we ever did in the past mm. and more repairs. So yeah. having to be able to give those returns over to Lana and she's doing a great job with them. Yeah. It's just been so nice. And I don't even have to really worry too much about that these days, whether they get done well so yeah yeah our rental rental fleet is in good working order yeah um are there things that you see really commonly that maybe even you can share as tips to kind of uh for for folks that are using rental instruments to uh, don't drop them (laughs) should go without saying don't don't drop your instruments please (laughs) don't run over them don't put them in the toilet Uh, let's get all the obvious things out of the way (laughs) i've i've noticed a lot of especially the middle schools for some reason they like to have band class right after lunch oh So, so gross, if I have one tip, things. it's like, please drink at least half a bottle of water mm. if you have your band class after lunch. Okay. Because um, oh, okay. they'll come in. Oh, <laughs> you, yeah, you don't know the half of it. <laughs> no, but yeah, it's it's a lot of kids just like, well, I have band class after lunch. That's why mm. it's so dirty. Yeah. And, you know, it is, it is a little bit preventable, but I do understand. But yeah, so just try to drink lots of water if you're mm-hmm. going to eat before you play. Or which, just don't eat. I mean, just, yeah, that day. just don't eat lunch. Just think, of, think of the Cammy music team, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. No. <laughs> Um, so yeah, it's it's just keep your parts moving and yeah. drink water if you have band after yeah. lunch. Yeah. <laughs> What's just like the craziest thing that's come in and you're like, how did you do this? Boy, that's a hard one to. I, th- I feel like Nathan, you told me one time about like a couple of double A batteries or something that were like. What about the, the gummy <laughs> well, bears? Gonna, gonna oh, gummy bears. Okay. <laughs> no, there, there's been other things. I mean, there's been times where instruments have been sat on or I mean thrown yeah. across the room. Sometimes yeah. it's yeah. just like oh. <laughs> I, I had my own big oopsie very recently. Oh, I, really? Yep, I sat on my own trumpet. And I was eating it. lunch, it's, and no. <laughs> <laughs> yep, and then I played it, and then I sat on yeah, it. No, yeah. um, but yeah, I took a took a nice trip, and so now it's going to be a pretty hefty repair. So yeah. they're they're pretty they're a lot more delicate than. <laughs> yeah. the, the rental fleets are they made the same as normal instrument? Or are they made a little hardier because they know that they might? See more um, wear in, in general, student instruments tend to be made a little bit yeah. more durable. I yeah. mean, they still play really good, and that's, right. that's one reason that people come to a store like us to get an instrument, because they're well-playing instruments, yeah. but they are built a little bit hardier yeah. than maybe a professional modern would. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. More bracing, perhaps. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and in general, is pretty much anything repairable? Oh, uh, everything's repairable. Yes. It just matters how much you want to put into <laughs> right. it. But yeah, we do all, all kinds of repairs here. Yeah. Um, to brass woodwinds. Um, I mean, we do dent work, acid cleanings, mm. repads, um, full overhauls, making things play better than they did when they were new. Mm. Um, and we even have a full orchestra and guitar yeah. shop here, which we, we do, you know, fret dresses, restrings. Yeah. 
crack repair, all, I mean, pretty much anything that you can ask for. Yeah. As far as repairs go, we can do it here. It just matters how bad it is, really. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so let's go through the, the two kind of uh, main ways that Brian was mentioning that, that uh, you know, obviously just the, the random customer has a repair or um, uh, a band student. Um, h- how does that work? How does Well, so band students can be regular customers. What he was referring to is oh. the rental. If you're renting an instrument from us, we do them all for free. Okay. Gotcha. And so any anyone who's renting from it's us can just included. bring it, bring back an instrument no matter how bad it is and yeah. we'll just repair it for them. That's great. Whereas a customer can bring in any of their own instruments and we'll also, I mean, we can do that as well. Gotcha. But yeah. Gotcha. And that would be, so if it's a customer who's not renting, if it's their instrument, uh, do they just walk in? Do they make an appointment? How yep. does that work? They can just walk in anytime. We can give a free evaluation and we have no charge for estimates or things like that. Yeah. And you do um, everything. We do pretty much everything. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yep. And we, it depends on how much we have going at the time. Our turnaround rate is pretty quick, usually one mm-hmm. to two weeks. Yeah. Sometimes I can get it done in a couple of days if it's something easy. Yeah. Um, always trying to get students back their instruments as quickly as possible so they don't have to miss class, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Um, let's talk a little bit more about the rental program. You guys said it's uh, growing like uh, never before. Uh, where do you think, what do you attribute that to? Um, well, it's just, I think it's just growing um, word, word of mouth mainly, mm-hmm. um, especially after um, the last few years. Yeah. Um, band numbers have actually started increasing. And so yeah. word after moving here too, I think we've also just gotten a lot more mm-hmm. attention and yeah. we've gotten been able to speak louder about what we're doing, what our program is, yeah. and uh, compete against the other local stores and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think we had 160 rentals in the last school season, wow. just in those last, like, in the couple months, right? I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a lot. We basically ran out of our entire fleet, and, of course, we're ordering more, and we get returns and things like that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, of course, with more rentals comes more returns, which is more work for me so yeah. and more practice for me. So yeah. I'm happy about it all around <laughs> yeah yeah um what's kind of the uh the benefits of the rental um obviously for students or parents that are maybe looking to try out band but maybe don't want to buy an instrument no, yeah. i'm not sure <laughs> um well like nathan mentioned earlier all repairs under our rental program are free um yeah. and so we even recommend it's just bringing plus. it in once a year and we'll just clean it clean it out clean mm. out whatever the school year has given to it right. <laughs> the broccoli uh, um, casserole and, yeah uh, exactly uh, mystery meat from um, and there's no it's almost like a no strings attached thing you could bring it in whenever you want and say I don't want to play this anymore I'm just returning it there's no extra fees or obligations okay, that you cool. kind of have to face with those yeah um, and then it's rent to own so risk each, free yeah, yeah. and so um, it's also rent to own so the entirety of your monthly payment goes towards the final balance of the oh, instrument cool so if you decide you can, to buy it. yeah so you can work towards fully buying it off yeah um, without the risk of having it and never playing it and That's not awesome. wanting to yeah. uh, keep paying that monthly payment. Um, and yeah, there's also just like early buyback discount mm-hmm. or not buyback, early payoff discount. Yeah. Um, so if you have remaining balance, it'll be 20% off um, if you decide to pay, pay off the rest of it. Um, and just kind of little things like that. It's just, it's a lot less of a commitment than yeah. fully buying an instrument out, right? Especially if you have a kid who's on the fence. Yeah. Um, yeah. And if you have a kid who likes to change instruments, yeah. if they want to play clarinet one month and then the next month they want to play trumpet, right. that's a pretty easy, easy, easy switch off. That's awesome. <laughs> Looks like we got a few more fenders coming in the door. So. Oh, yeah. Never <laughs> Never <laughs> Um, I, I I think I've talked to Brian about this in the past, but the store works, you know, and maintains good relationships with the the local band programs. It kind of uh, makes tweaks or things just to make sure that uh, oh, yeah. the program is is uh, meeting all the needs of the local schools. And yep, I, I make school runs out to the various schools around the area: Oregon City, Tualatin, here in Canby, of course, down yeah. Woodburn sometimes. Um, picking up repairs for for the teachers throughout the year. I mean, okay, they can't always make convenient. it out here, and they yeah. they need things repaired quickly for concerts or things like that. So I'll be making school runs and bringing them back here and taking them back once they're done. Yeah, yeah. Makes awesome. it easy. And I think that's kind teachers. of how yeah. I fell into rentals too is because I, I went all through Canby School District, especially mm. for band and stuff. Growing up. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. I uh, graduated Canby High School and was really into the band world. So I kind of fell into it that way, especially with repairs and stuff too because yeah. I, I know what it's like to be a middle school and high school yeah. band student and in need of an instrument or know yeah. people who need instruments and things like that. So yeah. that's kind of how I fell into it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Anything else we should mention about the with the program? I don't think so. Okay. Well, thanks so much. I saw one. Oh, oh, it's coming. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go help. A couple you're too, you're too late. We're already done now. <laughs> all right. Did they say all good things about me? Yes, they did. <laughs> so surprise visit. Taylor Anderson, oh, former repair tech. Yes, hey Taylor. How you doing? Excited. Stopping by to awesome. say hi. 
So, so his ears were burning that, that we were talking about. <laughs> yeah, I, he was on the other side of town and just like perked up and ran over here. It just happened to be a coincidence. I'm <laughs> <laughs> you guys are talking shop. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, welcome uh, back, Taylor. How are you, man? Good. How are good. you? Good. So I just want to say in closing how happy I am with both Nathan and Lana. Uh, yeah doing such a good job with repairs and we get them done quickly we get them done well Mm. everything um is you know we hardly ever get if ever uh somebody coming back with with a problem after we fixed it yeah um just a top-notch operation yeah 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 and that's it it takes a lot of experience because you do so many different instruments and because as we've talked about that the problems and (laughs) repairs that come in can be so interesting and varied right and what (laughs) sometimes people don't understand is it's not like cars or something where there's just always a part and you mm. can look it up. Yeah. You know, especially with older instruments. Yeah. It's really it a be, challenge yeah. sometimes just to what figure is out. That? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you have to make parts. Yeah. You, know, you have to invent really? things. Yeah. 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 Very cool. Okay. Well, thank you guys. You're welcome. Hey, I'm AJ. I'm your uh, local Oddmos franchise owner. I'm Mike, co-founder of Oddmos. And we're the hosts of The Odd Pod, a podcast about life in the pizza industry. We're going to have on some franchisees. We're going to have some different vendors on. We're going to get a snapshot of what goes on behind the scenes in the, the pizza world. Don't forget to tell them about the sports. They're sports. And the crazy wacky pizza that we have every Wednesday that we create. And we also have a special guest every week as well. And I'm Gage, Odd Pod senior sports analyst. Gage, who gave you that title? Me. Oh boy. Find us on Spotify and Apple Music and the Podbean. Now Hear This Can Be is produced by me, Tyler Clausen. Our content director and star reporter is Tyler Frankie. And of course, our show is edited by Cameron Clausen. We also feature the vocal talents of Joy Struby and James Walden. So a round of applause to them. The song that you're hearing right now is Can Be by singer-songwriter Olivia Harms, used with her permission. To find more work from her, you can visit her website, olivia13.com. Now Hear This Can Be is dedicated to preserving independent local journalism and redefining local news with our fun, fresh, and energetic brand of storytelling. Our sincere thanks to our local sponsors who make this show possible. Please show your appreciation by supporting the small businesses who support us. The production of Now Hear This Studios, Canby's locally owned, full-service audio, video, and media production company. Our mission is to produce the best content in the universe. And we'd love to help you do it. Find us online at nhtstudios.com. Um, I will take a motion to adjourn. I just moved it. I didn't even ask for it, though. (laughs)